0: From R.C. Radio in Claremore, Oklahoma, you're listening to It's Kind of Late with Caden Coleman. And now your
1: host, Caden Coleman.
2: Welcome back to It's Kind of Late with Caden Coleman. I say welcome back, but literally, we're just getting started. And what better way to start the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, than with us here at the station there's no better way
3: ladies and gentlemen the weekend
2: yes indeed it's been a long week i feel like we've been through a lot it seems like you know it's been a long week and a short week at the very same time because i feel like it was just yesterday we shot last week's episode but shot. Well, we didn't shoot anything well we're We shot something. (laughs) We shot something. Not Um, each other yet. Not each other yet. Um, But to open the show, I want to talk about something regarding the show. So in the upcoming weeks, there will be a little bit of a change in the format. That might sound scary. Okay. Are you sure about that? I'm sure about that. It might sound scary, but don't worry. What? What? Bro, what are you talking it about? It actually man? might be good news. I think it is good news. So, usually, of course, you know, me and Kale, we go live every Friday at 7 p.m. Um, people in the podcast might not know that, but people that tune in live on 91.3 FM know that. But we might have to be doing some more pre recorded shows coming up in the next few weeks and in, probably in the near future. But do you know what, though? I think this might actually give us the chance to have, you know, more content, more variety. Because it's really nice talk show. It's all about variety as well as more guests because we get to pre-record interviews with them. Because it's hard with COVID to get guests in here and, you know, have a safe environment for them. Because obviously we're all people and we're carrying around this deadly disease you know what I mean we're not all carrying around disease but we're not all carrying it but we're all we all potentially could and um correct you I don't want to think that we're we don't have COVID COVID. we do not have COVID we don't thank you but I think it's going to be something new fresh and exciting and don't worry we will still go live sometimes you're not losing us live and if anything you're getting a better version of us because we're going to have so much more content and that variety of content Caleb do you feel the same way
1: well, and just to clarify, we will still be here every Friday at seven p.m. Like that's not changing. Yeah, Starting we're still show, gonna be here. Still be up, a podcast. It's just a different method of the show.
2: And with that too, I uh, with listener response, I usually ask that it was on Fridays, but stay tuned on my social media at Caden Coleman official um, because I might mix it up. You know, some days, so you might get you know. Ask the question on a Thursday or Wednesday. So you get some, a longer chance to submit your answers in that. Um, but other than that, it's been a stressful week. And you know why? Because I seemingly have the worst luck this week
1: out of any human. Well, at least you gain an hour of sleep on Sunday, right? We
2: talked about this last night, Caleb. You know <laughs> that I don't... People that think that getting an hour for, what's it called... Daylight savings it changes their whole being. And I wish I was like that. And I don't get it.
1: I have never met a person that has ever noticed a difference.
2: Oh, I've had people that on my Facebook and, you know, Instagram are like, it changed my life. Like, well,
1: I've never noticed a difference.
2: I know I should probably value time more and be like, oh, yes, one more hour to live. But here's the thing. I'm a night owl and I'll be awake either way. Probably. But
1: I I really don't enjoy the fact that we're losing an hour of daylight. Because now we're transitioning into this point of the year where it literally gets pitch black at 530. I love that. And I hate it. I love it. Because here's the thing. In my opinion, the earlier the the darkness comes, the earlier the mental darkness comes. Wow. (laughs) He's not a
2: psychologist, so don't think as guaranteed scientific but fact. I just,
1: I just know for I just know for see one personally, of personally. Okay, like, like like for example, if I sit in my room in the darkness, I'm not going to be as happy as if I was sitting in a room in lightness. In the lightness, La- in the darkness, and the light. Well, well, here's the thing. Yeah, i feel like you're one of those people. that's
2: like you know nothing good happens in the dark well, nothing not, good happens in the I don't night think
1: necessarily nothing good happens but I just think have like, you not heard
2: those phrases before though
1: well I've heard the phrase nothing good happens after midnight and I would disagree with that I think everything good happens after midnight but that's a different story yeah
2: here's some real tea good things do happen in the daytime
1: cause yeah. this teenager
2: okay did something good in the daytime Hold what a up. transition that was good this teen you know was on a unicycle over two hours and um, not two hours, I don't know how long, but he solved 300 Rubik's Cubes while riding a unicycle. That's it. And I can't even saw one sitting out or standing up. I knock out like
1: 300 every like couple of days.
2: Here's the funny thing is that they're reporting this. He's 17 years old, um, he's the new official holder of most rotating puzzle cubes solved on a unicycle. I don't know who broke the record initially. I don't know how heated the competition is in that in that um you
1: know not market, but in that sport. Um I, I find it very intriguing the way that it was phrased there. Moving puzzles.
2: Moving puzzle.
1: Rotating puzzle rotating cubes. Rotating puzzle cubes. Like is that means that there's other kinds of rotating puzzle is, cubes.
2: Is there a knockoff? There probably People that are obsessed with Rubik's Cubes, I bet they
1: know the knockoffs. They're like, that's a great value. I mean, that too, but I'm also just thinking, like, is there another form of a rotating puzzle That's what it says
2: here, and he was was, asked questions, you know, by the reporter, of course, and he said, they just sent me an email, and I checked their website, and I was up on it. I couldn't really believe it.
1: It was crazy. Okay, that is such an anticlimactic way to win a world record they send you an email
2: the previous record was 250 and was set by a man named Caleb McAvoy in March 2018 that oh actually I was wrong it was for over two hours Bradford said it took him
1: about two hours and 13 minutes to solve all the puzzles I just can't I just can't get over the fact that if you are someone that has done something that nobody else in the history of the world has done before and they give you an email about it that's it I mean, you're in the book and stuff, but, like, come on.
2: Imagine winning the lottery, email you, get like and you a, just get, a, you
1: get an email. Yeah. Here's the funny part, too.
2: Imagine that lottery email, like, went to spam, and Imagine you never get Imagine that you it. get a
1: crazy email in your inbox.
2: <gasps> I see what you're doing here. Funny. Um, later in the show, we're going to play emails, true or rubbish. Let's see if this is true or rubbish. Let's go. And you do I didn't even pitch the show to you guys. I mean, because I feel like I don't have to. It's going to be a great show no matter what we're doing. But we have a great episode. Um, it is with Miss Indian, Indian Oklahoma and Miss Indian Oklahoma Junior. I had the opportunity to sit down with them and talk about National Native American Heritage Month and all things we're doing this month. And it was a great interview. You'll get that you know, after our first break. But, I mean, you should just trust me that you're going to get a good show. And do you know what else I trust and I seem to love more and more? Big items and big vegetables and big fruit. Oh, no. Because we have a new one. New Zealander finds 17 pound potato in feral vegetable garden. That's weak. Seventeen pound potato? Mm.
3: I,
1: I've I used to grow two thousand pound pumpkin. Well, let me look up the biggest so. potato. Ever. it's I do think it's very interesting how pumpkins can be over two thousand and then fifteen pounds, which is like one percent of that is like considered a big fruit potato this is the world's largest now it's insane seventeen pounds think, isn't that weird though isn't that weird how the world's largest potato is or but pumpkin is two thousand the world's largest potato is fifteen the difference the world's largest pie pumpkin
2: is like you know two thousand over two tons or over one ton Here's the tea. Yeah. Are you confused? Do you know a ton's 2,000 pounds, not 1,000? I guess I did know that. I just did not. Think. I did not know that. Anyways. Well, sorry. There's,
1: a, there's a ton pumpkin, two-ton pumpkin. Which I we know. followed up last week. 15-pound potato. And you're like, ooh, big deal. We're breaking these records down. Make that into French fries
2: pound. and move on. But here's the thing. This guy didn't even intentionally grow this. The funny thing is they named it Doug the Ugly Spud. <laughs> and... Literally, imagine, you know, growing this out of habit. And, you know, I bet that pumpkin guy is so, so jealous because they drew, they grew it all natural. And he probably is at home like, gosh, dang it. I've been I've been putting hours for the <laughs> last two
1: years of my life for this pumpkin.
2: And I feel like a potato is kind of more iconic
1: than a pumpkin. Hey, I'm just saying pumpkins are way more tasty. A straight up pumpkin? Sorry, a potato is way more tasty. Okay,
2: I was like, what? No, I, I flipped it up. Imagine if you were just eating a pumpkin. Do you know who does eat a pumpkin? Hippos. And I saw a video of them eating a pumpkin, I and say, it's yeah. terrifying. I commented on one of those videos of them eating a pumpkin on TikTok, and I said, imagine that being in your head. Uh,
1: yeah, if you haven't seen the video, it's they literally just toss pumpkin in the mouth and it eats it whole. Huge. Including the stem. Just a full, including uh, the stem. Full-grown adult pumpkin just, <laughs> boop, gone. It's crazy. And it's kind of satisfying. You hear the crunch. Anyways. Um, I just think it's funny how one of the, the caption is like, we have no, or the person in the video, is like, yeah, there's no method to do this. You just throw it in. Like, there's no chopping it up. There's no, you know, cutting it in half. You just toss the whole pumpkin. Yeah. Know? But probably not 2,000 pounds, though.
2: So. Well, at the end of the day, congratulations to Colin and Donna Craig Brown in New Zealand on their 17-pound potato named Doug the Potato. They did that, but speaking of New Zealand and crazy people in New Zealand, do you know that there is a special guy in New Zealand, okay? A sure wizard. There's plenty of special people in New Zealand. There is, but this guy, so here's the headline of the story. It's from, UP, uh, it's from NPR, okay? A New Zealand city is taking its official wizard off the payroll after two decades.
1: They have a wizard on payroll, like a, a government wizard. Yeah,
2: and the U.S. can't even pay a teachers. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't get political. Say that one more time. The U.S. can't even pay teachers. Bruh. Yeah, exactly. Um, this guy made. I think it's. I think it's fair for Oklahomans to say that, considering we're 49th in teacher pay. I mean, to be on. fair, though, he didn't make it that much money. No. Okay, receiving an annual salary of 16. Thousand dollars, which is more than eleven thousand dollars in current USD, and annually is what once a year, correct? Oh,
1: that's nothing. Though.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. Still though, he's getting paid something. I mean, I'll be a wizard for eleven thousand dollars. For when? Well, what do you do? You perform magic tricks. You do nothing. Uh, do you not perform magic? Well, it was the role was established back in the day, okay. And after you know, after those ancient. You know, lore of wizards can help us. You know, you know, cure the demons and evil in my, our city. He was basically just a symbolic figure, so he doesn't actually have magic. Now, if you've seen him too, he's crazy. And here's the craziest thing: um, play some dramatic music. This is what he said whenever he got his payroll taken away from him. It makes no difference. I will still keep going," he said. "They will have to kill me to stop me. That's it. Literally, no one's coming for you,
1: dude.
2: Just for you not getting paid for it.
1: And if this it guy takes actually, it way too serious. Actually, have at least he was the right person for the job. Then I mean, he really was committed. Well, the way he said
2: they have they will have to kill me to stop me. You're not Jason Bourne. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're no one's you know chasing after you. Yeah, that's true. Well you know what we have to chase after? The break. <laughs> we'll see you after the break for a, a fantastic interview. And also, so we can read some funny emails. Welcome back. Hello, boy. Welcome. <laughs> That's it. Thank you for tuning into our show. Good night, guys. Just just, uh, (laughs) Just kidding. We're not done. Um, That was so stupid.
1: Psych. Psych. You wish. All the podcast people were like, there's obviously more to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Anyways, we
2: have a fantastic interview um, for you guys. And I wanted to, you know, kind of preface it with it's National Native American Heritage Month. And not only are celebrating the historic milestones in the culture and the overall accomplishments of that community. Um, Not only is it important, uh, it's vital. Especially um, to
1: our Oklahoma community.
2: I was about to say that. It's not only just for them, it's for everybody to recognize how truly important the Native American culture is to Oklahoma, the U.S., and the world.
1: I mean, in all reality, like Oklahoma is basically founded upon Native Americans. The U.S. is founded upon. Yeah, I mean, true. Sure, we you know, kind of stole it from them, but it's a, another th- conversation.
2: Yeah. We, it's <laughs> it's literally um, one month is not even enough. Literally, um, I had the honor of sitting through their banquet yesterday, which they're having their pageant to crown the new Miss Indian Oklahoma and Miss Indian Oklahoma Jr. Um, today, and they have a powwow tomorrow, which I'll give you more detail from the interview. But I saw the banquet yesterday, and it kind of re... It lit this fire underneath me that I like, wow. Native American culture is so... you know, tight, caring, and loving, and they treat each other like family. And they have so much respect for each other, and so much respect for their elders, and it just... I don't know, it was it was a emotional ceremony and I had the honor to see that and like I'm hinting at sit down with the Miss Indian Oklahoma uh Brianna Hill. You didn't really hint at you kind of told them that, but anyways, <laughs> Miss Indian Oklahoma, um, Brianna Hill and Akiana Bates, who is, you know, Miss Junior Indian Oklahoma. Two lovely ladies you get to meet, and I'm honored to not only have interviewed them, but to catch up with them at the very end of their reign. And they actually had a longer reign because of COVID. Um, So they talk about their reign, how COVID affected it, and what it's like being a Native American woman in this culture. So join me as I sit down with these two lovely ladies right now on It's Kind of Late. I have two very special guests with me for national native american heritage month we have miss junior indian oklahoma as well as miss indian oklahoma herself both brianna hill and Akiana bates are with us welcome to the show you guys hello hi welcome Whoa. hi <laughs> um we just got back from an awards ceremony banquet. And let me tell you, both of y'all's speeches and both of y'all's friends and family that I got up and spoke, I was crying seven times over in the back. And again, I don't know you guys personally yet, but I was honored to see um, what all of you've done the last two years. Because y'all have been crowned since 2020 before the pandemic. Is that right? 2019. 2019. 2019 so mm-hmm. I was wrong even before that so y'all been like you know long running queens y'all been there for a while um, what was that like holding this title during a pandemic
3: um, for me personally I would say holding the title through the pandemic it was definitely unexpected for sure um, obviously when we were crowned in uh, 2019 for Native American Heritage Month that was such a special like moment for us and we like immediately kicked things off like with events and speaking opportunities and just getting to socialize and represent um, it kind of came to like a screeching halt, like just a few months into our reign. It was definitely like a uh, unexpected going through a global pandemic, and we're mm-hmm. currently still going through a global pandemic. Um, we definitely had to adapt and adjust ourselves to represent, you know, virtually and being able to find those opportunities online to still be able to represent Ofiw and the state of Oklahoma and represent all like indigenous people who reside within the state of Oklahoma. So it was an adjustment for sure.
2: Yeah. What about you, Akiana?
0: Honestly, I found it really difficult because it was we kept going, it was we were running and we were running and we were going to all these opportunities we could take our hands on to represent the thirty-nine tribes of Oklahoma. And then it it just halted. And it was really, really difficult finding opportunities to go out and spread awareness about our platforms and or just trying to bond with the community, especially because we weren't able to connect with each other, or at least not yet, especially early in the pandemic, because we couldn't, we didn't know our resources. Mm -hmm. Zoom wasn't a big deal. And that's when FaceTiming and everything really came. And that's what we're going through right now. So honestly, I really am thankful that it has settled down a little, but we still need to take precautions over everything.
2: But then this gives you the opportunity to add versatile to your resume. Now, I got this from the banquet, okay? Y'all are very close. There's a there's a bond there. What was it like forming that bond between the both of you? And how has that impacted your reign?
3: Well, like I said, during the banquet, I remember looking at Akiana throughout our days of uh, the pageant day in 2019. And I remember being so impressed because she was so young. Um, How old are you then? Fifteen. Fifteen. Wow. And I was twenty-three then, so older. <laughs> but um she was fifteen and I was so impressed how eloquent she was and how well spoken she was and how dignified and poised she was now she was practicing like her talent and her platform. I was like, Oh my gosh, like at fifteen, I was definitely nowhere near that, you know, state of being so uh a well representative and so I, I just knew Akiana was like the perfect fit for holding the title of junior miss in Oklahoma and even though we didn't get to see each other as often as we would have liked to every time I seen her I was so like relieved to be able to see her and be with her and because one of our things is a uh, grand entry and sometimes it could be stressful sometimes it could be mm-hmm. like a lot of stress holding a title and so Akiana just brought that uh breath of fresh air and that laughter for me um I remember seeing you at the pageant and I was like wow and I was like, who
0: is this? Uh, there were a lot of candidates that year. And honestly, I didn't know who to speak to. But I remember I spoke to you like right before we were doing our traditional introduction. And I was like, hi. And honestly, at the beginning, you just seemed really, really focused and determined. And I was like, I respect that so much because I was all over the place that day. And especially throughout our rain, it was so so amazing to have you as a role model you're so strong and smart and you're everything i want to be when i grow up and i'm just so thankful to have you as my miss and even if it was through facebook most of the time it was great to see all of your accomplishments and know that i'm your junior miss and that i can support you in any way
2: there are tears being shed both here at the (laughs) station and if you're not crying or least tearing up behind your car wheel while driving Be careful, because I'm careful as well. It's a very important month this month, of course. And that's why we're essentially having the banquet, all the pageant stuff this month. So what does Native American Heritage Month mean to you guys? And why is it important that not only Native American people um, celebrate it, but also people of all backgrounds?
3: Um, Native American Heritage Month is very important. It's a vital month for us to recognize Indigenous peoples and our history. But for us... um, like Indigenous People's Day, Native American Month. It's like every day for us. It's not just a one month time mm-hmm. to celebrate or to recognize. Um, it's an opportunity for us to show our cultures, to educate others on who we are, uh, how we're still thriving in today's modern world. A lot of times people talk about Indigenous people in like past terms or almost as antiques. Mm-hmm. And that should be you know addressed. How we are still here. We're still thriving. We're still sovereign nations here within the state of Oklahoma. And so it's very important for us to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day and Native American Heritage Month.
2: I see what you're a pageant queen right there.
3: (laughs) That is uh,
0: for sure true. For us, there is no really Native American Heritage Month or Native American Day because it is just our lives. We're just trying to live day to day traditionally and still thrive through our modern ways, but still go through our traditional way of life. And I feel like Native American Heritage Month, we feel more empowered just because we can show our culture and we we still can say that we're still here and our voices that we can have an impact and I just want people to be aware of our culture and all of our struggles and how we're still here and we're really really strong and I think it's really really important especially because I want people to be aware of everything that's happening in the Native American community because there are so many issues that need to be addressed. And mm-hmm. it's not only Native Americans that can help with these issues, everyone can. And a lot of them are worldwide issues and
3: we want to be a part of it.
2: So how has your background as a Native American woman influenced you growing up until now?
3: Throughout my entire life growing up, my entire family has always just en- enmeshed in me. Um, the importance of maintaining our culture, speaking our languages, uh, giving back to our communities, practicing our traditions, um, preserving our customs and for me a big part of that is through artwork preserving our traditional customs and our artwork through preservation and just for the um, continuance and for our younger generations to carry on but I would say every day I'm proud to be Indigenous. I recognized it when I was younger in school kind of the difference between me and a lot of other people. I guess I felt empowered to know that I have a connection to not only like those around me But to the very ground that we're walking on, Mm -hmm. to our very ancestral homelands, to our ancestors and how um, kind of a constant thought it is, our connection to our past and our connection to our future and how vital it is, a connection for Indigenous people.
2: Speaking of, you know, keeping those traditions and that value of art, you did something special Reservation Dogs, the TV show. And if you don't know, we interviewed Sterling Harjo, the writer and creator of that show. And I wanted you to highlight that because it's very impressive, super impressive. Go ahead and talk about that.
3: Yeah. Um, in April of 2020, I was commissioned by uh, Tava Sampson. Um, she asked me if I knew any like local artists because um, they wanted to ensure that the people using they're using for their project was uh, indigenous and local to Oklahoma um especially for the story that they're telling. And so I said, um uh, me of course, like I do beadwork, <laughs> I do artwork, I do everything. And so she said, "Oh wow, you know, can you send me like pictures or anything that you've done in the past?" So I said, "Sure." Um so I sent her all my like portfolio kind of and she said, "This is exactly what we're looking for." And I said, "Oh, okay." And she said, we'll have a digital like graphic designer come up with like a template for you to bead from. And I said, that's perfect. Like that's exactly what I want. Like somebody to show me exactly what they want me to bead. And when I got the template, I was like a little taken aback. So I was like, whoa, I'm listening Oklahoma. I don't know if like this will be like, appropriate, but it was super fun. It was a, kind of a strenuous project. It was done within like two weeks time, but it was such a great opportunity. And just that project alone has brought um, so many opportunities for me to bead for other people like around the country. So I'm very grateful for that.
2: I'm sorry to interrupt your answer, but go ahead. How has your background influenced you growing up until now?
0: My background was... Honestly, when I was younger, I was surrounded by a lot of women. It's it's just in my family, there are a lot of women born. I have three sisters and I have two aunts and in each family, there's only one boy. So it was really amazing to see how women thrived, especially in my family. Um, Our fathers always weren't there for us. So my mother was a single mother and she had to raise all of us. Is she really my role model, um, especially from a really, really young age to see that she is able to overcome all these obstacles despite not having other resources and an income that other people might have. Mm -hmm. And she was still very much into our culture. We still go to bread dances and stomp dances and powwows and we try to speak our language. And so she instilled that into all of us. And growing up in that background, my mother has influenced me so much and it made me really proud to just be a Native American woman. And it's great because I love when other people ask me about Native American culture and I can tell them something and I'm like, well, you're more than welcome to like talk to us Mm because I think most people are afraid to say something because they're scared that they're going to offend us. But for me, I'm more happy to share any information. Yeah,
2: shout out to single moms. Your mom. Shout out to them. Last but not least, the pageant's coming up. We have a, We have a silent cheer. You can't hear it, but there's a silent cheer and a raven in the background. How do you feel about representing young Native women in today's society? And with that, what do you believe one must possess in order to hold this title for which you've held for so long?
3: Being a role model as um, Miss Native Oklahoma is such a high honor to be able to be that mentor, be that person to show others like a pathway that is possible for them. Um, it's so important to be holding positions and titles of being a mentor for indigenous youth and indigenous people period, to not only advocate for our social issues that need to be addressed and need to be aware um, for non-natives, but to also share ourselves, share our culture, share our community. Um, it's an opportunity to represent um, not only you know myself, my family, my tribe, my community, and my tribal nations, but it's a chance for me to take in every other every other culture because indigenous people are so unique and so versatile we're all often like grouped together or maybe represented as a pan indian sort of um image stereotype often and it's so important to take the time to learn what land you're on to take the time to recognize the culture the ancestral homeland that you're like standing on the the language that's there because that connection is still there it's still present and that's just one of the small things that we get to do as title holders and to be a title holder I think a young woman needs to possess Humility. Being humble, being open to the opportunity to learn from others, to learn from your elders. To be able to share herself you have to hold yourself to a higher standard of being able to give back. As a young
0: Native American woman myself, I think it's important that both of us are really out there and advocating for any type of awareness, regardless of the platform, because there's so many issues out there that people need to be aware of and that prevention acts and resources that people need to be aware of so we can help them or just help each other so we can be a stronger community and just thrive together. Not just even the Native American community, just like Oklahoma as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think, as total title holders, personally for myself, I think a title holder needs to have the courage to seek new things, to learn and be accepting and just go out there and be able to talk and be relatable regardless of anyone's situation.
2: Well, I'll tell you, you guys have done a great job from everything I've heard people say about you two and even just speaking with you here today, I'm so blessed and honored that you all have came on my show and have represented indigenous folk well and Oklahoma well. Everybody well, You're just great people overall. Technically, Saturday, um, they have the powwow. So all that will be on our social media at RRC Radio, in case you want to check that out. But other than that, I want to thank Miss Indian Oklahoma, Brianna Hill, and Miss Junior Indian Oklahoma, Akiana Bates. So thank you so much for being on the show, and I appreciate you guys.
0: Thank you for this opportunity to just speak about all of our... Native American issues and that Native American Heritage Month means to us.
3: Yes, thank you, Mido, Wopita. Um, I'm so glad to be able to kind of wrap up our reign like this and just to share share more about us ourselves.
2: Wow. I'm telling you, don't be surprised when in literally a few years, those two women lead the whole world. Wow, that's, that's a high... High stakes. I'm telling you, they were literally so sweet, so kind, so well-spoken. And like I said in the interview, it's just so obvious how well they represent, you know. Yeah. You're right. You know, Oklahoma, Native Americans, the Native American women. I mean, the way they represent the human race.
1: Excellent. So if one of the aliens come back, we're sending them. I'll send them to deliberate. We have an alien that we talk to sometimes. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. No, no, no. <laughs>
2: um, but, anyways, in case you're curious, we want to go to the honor powwow for those two amazing ladies. It is tomorrow. Um, the Gord dance starts at 2 p.m. A supper provided by RSU's um, NSA program will happen at 5 p.m. And the grant entry, again, honoring and those two individuals. A-
1: NASA program? Yeah. You said NSA.
2: Sorry. NASA. 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 Um, and then 630 will be the grand, the grand entry uh, for those two. And as we're speaking, a new Miss Indian Oklahoma and Miss Junior Indian Oklahoma are happening now. Wow. So. Maybe you're there. I don't know. Listening to us in your headphones. Who knows? <laughs> Either way, if you we went. to, do you know, to hear the information again, I'll post that to our RRC radio social accounts. Um, so feel free. And again, happy national native American heritage month to all, especially native all. Americans. Yes. And especially those for in Oklahoma. Shout up. Um, Anyways, I had one last news story I wanted to cover in the intro, but I didn't break it down. I didn't even put it on the agenda because I I had it marked down and then I lost the fir- first first markdown. Um, here's what it is: Tiger King season two. Yeah, I saw that. Chaotic so They're far. Getting sued. They're getting
1: sued by Carol Baskin for using old footage of her she didn't She in her contract she never agreed to two seasons of documentary and now she's putting a second one I don't think we I don't think we as humans agreed for it either
2: I don't know if we're ready for that mentally I don't know what's gonna happen and here's the funny thing too is that everyone's like oh it was a worldwide phenomenon but like that was technically in our backyard Caleb that happened all in Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, it's it, that's definitely one of those like close to home things for us. I mean, it's close to home. I used to live in the area and would drive by it all the time. I didn't even I know. Had no th- idea. I was thinking. I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Well, the fact that we could have met them, met him, not her, I but mean, he could have
1: been our governor.
2: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> What, you are in for governor? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Well, here's crazy thing too is that unfortunately as well, regardless what you feel about him, he just came out and said he has cancer in prison, and. He sends mail out to his um, fan mail to individuals, and I caught one of them. Okay, this might be the craziest thing you ever heard. So someone runs his Twitter. That's not him. That um, comes and checks his mail and everything, and. I saw the craziest fan letter that Joe Exotic sent to a celebrity. Can you guess what celebrity he sent it to? That is such an opener He literally can talk to
1: anybody about anything. He's such a weird dude. Well, the person answered. Does that give you any hint? No, because at one point he was like the most famous person in America. In America? Yeah. And even the world. Even the world? I mean, Tiger King was the number one show... On Netflix for like a month, and Netflix is worldwide.
2: Well, I'll say this: the celebrity was Cardi B. He wrote to Cardi B, "When you see the truth in Tiger King Two, I need you to rally everyone together to be my voice of freedom, be my hero, girl." Love I just Jeb- that Exotic. is insane. And it then also- Cardi B retweeted the tweet because, of course, the socials, um, his socials, tweeted it and said. Is this the real Joe Exotic? Any further updates I haven't been notified about? <laughs> so, Cardi B might rally to free
1: Joe Exotic. And another thing that I I really want to see in this documentary, um, because there was a time where everyone thought he'd be pardoned, and he wasn't. Yeah. And he had a limousine. I want to see footage of that. Oh, yeah. I want to see... Yeah. Footage of him was sitting in his cell like, okay, guys, we're getting out.
2: My, my ride's out back. Well, here's the scary part, too, if he does get pardoned, which... Regardless of your opinions on it, there's gonna be season 3 if he does get pardoned. Oh, absolutely. And a picture of Cardi B being a pivotal character in season 3 of Tiger King. Like, <laughs> now, not even as a joke. Now I have to see it. Like, it has to happen. Tiger King, season 3, Tiger Queen.
1: Yeah, uh, I can't even imagine.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Um, I hope he feels better, though. I know he has cancer. I hope they figured something out. Um, I wouldn't wish that on all my worst enemy for anybody. And I'm, I'm not even saying how I feel about him. Um, I don't know. He's your worst enemy. G- I never said that. I never said anything. I just don't have a stance against him. But Tiger
1: King 1 was just... It was crazy. Uh, it was I mean, it was definitely something to get the people talking during the pandemic. Weird thing. I feel like it was
2: perfectly timed documentary. Like, yeah. why? I have no idea. I think it was so absurd. And <clears throat> the pandemic was just kicking off. And when that came out, I feel
1: like a lifetime ago. And that was, that right there was a moment in U.S. history. Like, that was a moment. moment. Like Like, it was, it was like, everyone remembers the Tiger King days. Like, that was a thing. Yeah. it's huge. Well, do you know what? And now we're getting season two. Hopefully, by the time it releases, there's not a second pandemic or some other sort of crazy, insane worldwide phenomenon that infects us all.
2: Wait a minute. I just got an email about Tiger King season two. Oh yeah, really? Just kidding. Oh, it was rubbish. I guess you could say Okay. that good transition. (laughs) Well, being that we're going to play true or rubbish. Okay. (sighs) Email edition. Yes,
1: yes, yes, we are.
2: Okay. And you know how it works. Basically I will read an email. Either I faked it or it's absurdly true and Caleb has to guess and then alternatively I have to guess for his emails that he picked out or he wrote himself
1: I will say it's I think it's more difficult to find emails than it was to find the other it is but you to, I thought the emails were good. juicy they and did, saucy they're good, they're good. They're good. They did, yeah. so
2: I'll start with mine
1: okay give
2: me some <sighs> not again. upbeat music I'm sorry
1: not upbeat up music
2: no upbeat music we're a depressing show okay anyways Wait, I mean hello all Unfortunately, I have to reschedule the exam, and we'll have to cancel class on Thursday. Again, my best wishes. I've been shot, and I'm being treated in the ER. I also have COVID, and the divorce is getting messy. Office hours are still 11 to 2 on Monday, Wednesday. If I'm alive, the exam will be moved to Monday of next week. Keep reviewing your texts. Bruh. (laughs)
1: Um... Has been shot, has COVID, and going to think, to it's one of the like professors are that blunt with their students that I completely yeah. agree it's true. The dedication for his that kids, to too. Yeah.
2: So you guess it's is real? Oh, yeah. You're correct. Thank you. Thank you. Here's a follow up email In, inspiring, <laughs> inspiring Music. He sent this after. It seems that my last email went viral on the internet. I appreciate all the replies letting me know. Fortunately, The injury wasn't serious. And then my COVID symptoms are also uh, not serious. The exam is still Monday and is auto asynchronous, not another word. Unlike my wife, I expect you not to cheat. Good luck to all. He actually wrote that in an email. I want this dude as a teacher. That is insane. But I I completely believe all of it. Started off with a bang. Okay. Caleb, what do you got? I have here. The music goes good with it.
1: No matter. Okay, wait, hold on. (laughs) Mr. Martin. Just letting you know that you are a G, and I'm sorry that you're bald, LOL. If you want, I can hook you up with a girl who can get your hair back. Also, I just needed to ask you for an extension on my paper. I'm really messed up right now and will be sick tomorrow. Keep slaying, boy, and I forgot to do school again. Love you and see you Monday. Sent from my iPhone.
2: (laughs) That was a good closer. Do you know what? I have my thoughts and I think I have the
1: answer. Okay. Let's hear it.
2: But (laughs) we can't hear it because we have a break. love those two things. We're after the break. Figure out if that email with the professor that's a G is real. (laughs) Ding dong. You just got an email. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? You heard that right. You're tuning back into It's Kind of Like With Caden Coleman. Before the break, me and Caleb were playing emails, True or Rubbish, where basically, we both read an email, and it's either true or rubbish. We gotta determine which one is true or which one's rubbish. So, Caleb read his about a student, assumingly messaging his professor, calling him a G in that he's bald, and he can fix his baldness.
1: Yeah. And I think that's true. That is correct. And in fact, I do have a follow-up email as well. Okay. The professor replied to him. Professor replied, okay. He said... Sounds like you had a great night. I will extend your paper deadline to Wednesday at 11.59. Please refer to my syllabus for for more information. I appreciate your concern for my bald head. My wife likes it, and... Don't what? Okay, here we go. My wife likes it, and I don't get paid enough to get hair implants. On the side note, what were you drinking last night? Whatever you had, I I want a bottle of it. So I don't have to remember what you said. Good yard. Sure. Wow, what an awesomely worded email.
2: It was good. It's weird, a weird professor, but I do appreciate the response.
0: Hmm.
2: And you know, his wife likes the boldness. So, good for him. Yeah. He doesn't get paid enough, though. Teachers, as we were talking about earlier. This is what I have. Dear user, your account has been hacked. In order for you to regain access to your account, you must complete this survey. We take this security breach seriously. So in solidarity, we are offering you a free iPad once the survey is complete. Thank you for your time and for using Progressive Insurance. What? Regards, Sarah Lee. And then below it says, Farmers Insurance.
1: So it went from progressive to farmers. So it's obviously spam. Yeah. But it still be could still could be real it mill. has to be real. I mean no. I think it's I think it's fake enough where Katie would write that. Okay, you don't to call me fake? No, I'm just or saying Are you in a fight? I'm just <laughs> saying I it just seems like something you'd make up. Does it seem well written? He did write
2: it. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Is it well written? You haven't said anything. <laughs> You know, it's an email. Imagine getting an email. We take the security breach seriously. So in solidarity, we were offering you a free iPad once you complete the survey. I feel like it's definitely something similar has happened before. It's kind of like culmination. I don't know if you noticed, yeah. but Sarah Lee is also a bread brand, brand, so I didn't know if you would notice. And he didn't, so. I don't know. I like, I like the
1: breads, though. But yeah. Okay, so I'm two for, two for two so far. Also two for two. Doing pretty good. You, okay. you don't have two. You've only had one. Oh, which one did I get Either wrong? One
2: for one. I've only read one for you so far. Oh okay, well I'm gonna get the next one right, so
1: <laughs> In fact Oh my god. It's <laughs> a story, it's not really an email specifically. It says my mom accidentally prematurely sent an email to an accounting firm. It was supposed to say, I'm afraid we will have to postpone our meeting. But she hit send and all it said was, Hey Jeffrey, I am afraid. <laughs> That's all.
2: I know you couldn't write that. True. Okay. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yes. Yes. You don't think I'm a good writer? You think I would Yeah. Okay. That's fine. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever.
2: It's good. I'll be scared. Imagine getting an email on your account that says, Hi Jeffrey. I'm afraid. Your name's not Jeffrey. I've gotten one where I was the email and it wasn't even like spam looking. It was just Hey Cole, it's me. That's it, Cole. Cole. So my last name's Coleman. So mm, yeah. close we'll, enough, I we'll guess. We'll switch up. Um, anyways, Cole, woman, ready for this one? Kara, this is James from high school. We're having a reunion next month on the June thirty first at, old, old <laughs> at the good old gym and at the good old gym and Groy. I thought I would reach out with a special invitation because we both know we need a redo after what happened at prom all those years back.
1: Let me know what you think. Sincerely, David E. That intensive music really made that email, I think. You're saying because you did it. But <sighs> I didn't make the music. I just picked it. I think you, yeah, you made it happen. Though. I think that is real. Gotcha. Oh
2: uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so juicy, and that was real.
1: Yeah. Mm. I, I I think we only got time pit? for about one more each, so we gotta make it count. I know. So I'm winning now. Yeah, I know.
2: <sighs> okay, here we go. Fortunately, here we go. That's correct. I'm ready. Let me let me let
1: me pick one of these. Hold on, I have. Okay, you have. Okay, so you're picking. I have, selection. I have, some, I have some options. Um. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This music. Kevin, I believe that you remember you said we, as uh, students, would be able to send you our papers for class, for you to look at over before we turn them in to Colin. Have we got them to you by the second of November? I unfortunately got my wisdom teeth sliced, outer and have not been reacting very well to the surgery nor the medication I were given, so I do not think that I will be able to have my paper finished by Tuesday, RL. Is to hair any way I would be able to submit my paper at any later date? I want to do a very good job on this paper, and I know... Be 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 case. I don't know. I like to do well in my classes. Please, sir, I worked very hard, and I thought that how you long would is this email? Be able to finish it on time, Tim. But my doctor said I'll most likely not be able to go to normal again until at least Thanksgiving dinner, turkey. If they, you say no, then that is okay. But I would be sad, and I would be really like if you said yeast. Thank you, Kevin, my dude. P.S. I will answer your questions in class forever so there are not any more awkward silence. And I will buy you Expo markers at work even though our tuition should be pay for markers at work. Love you, bye. Has to be true. <laughs> <laughs> it was true. That's
2: one of those I like, can't fake. You cannot <laughs> fake that. I mean, if I would have you as a genius if you're like, I made that up in my head just then. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would have.
1: In all reality, I just like finding emails that are crazy. It was hard making it fake ones, but you know, I gave you three, maybe mm-hmm. three real ones. Mm-hmm. Trying to stump you up a little Here's bit. Here's the thing: I have
2: two more. Okay. And I want to give you a chance to win. Okay, uh, can how,
1: I? How kind, yeah. So okay,
2: so here we go. Good morning. You are hereby informed that judgment has been granted against you in connection with outstanding amounts due to your creditor. You are required to comply with the attached court order to avoid execution proceedings. Regards, the U.S. Department of Justice. So also another spam. What? Um... Ex. Because of outstanding amounts due to your creditor, you are required to comply with the attached court order uh, that's, to b- avoid execution. Uh, that's gotta be fake. That's
1: gotta be fake. <laughs> it's real. Who's gonna <laughs> Who's gonna like fake an execution?
2: There was a link to that, so they would pay. But like, who would believe they would get executed for
1: outstanding <sighs> amounts due to their creditor? Who knows? The fact that that's real is probably more sad than the fact that I got that question wrong. Why would you send that? Actually, I don't know. Oh. I deep
2: dove. Here's the next one. The next one's short and sweet. But still give me music. I have a black man's watch. I found it in the science center. Is that it? Yeah.
1: No. Oh. Um. No subject. That's that's gotta be real.
2: It's real. Yeah. Thank you, follow up follow-up email. Give me sweet music. After receiving a number of very amusing comments on my initial ill-considered email, it's not a black man's watch. It's a man's watch that happens to be black. <laughs> Great follow-up, I think. Yeah. Both ways are true. So there's all my... And then we also ask our listeners for listener in sure response. Did. What is the weirdest email you've ever gotten or received? We have my friend, my colleague... Confidant Nick McCauley said anything from a certain
1: professor that I'm gonna redact his name
2: or her name? Uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, obvious that I had I can now. say
1: you could have a number of people that would submit that same answer so yeah yeah, but I cannot it's a professor here at at, 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 a, a, at a university university that we attend right now um, whatever university it is yeah next one is
2: just as good and you're listening to RC radio by the way from Kenley Smith. yeah way to blow our cover from kenley smith oh my gosh the weirdest email i ever received was from my spanish professor who told us that she was canceling class because she had to take her elderly pet skunk to the hospital what
1: (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) it not even was it just a pet skunk it was elderly yeah that's crazy and like it was
2: so urgent that
1: she had to stop class yeah i mean hopefully the skunk's going okay uh, well, I'm assuming that since we're in college and she said, like, what, high school? It's been a while.
2: Who knows? And here's the funny thing is that literally back in the day, I feel like professors were way more lenient on emails and didn't send them. That one time I had to drive an hour to class. I used to, you know, drive <laughs> far away to go to this um, night class on campus. And they just sent an email saying class was canceled. They put a note on their door. So I drove a whole hour to get a note on the door and then w- drive all the way back. That is annoying. And I wish I even would have got that skunk email, but I didn't get any email. Have you ever had any weird emails ever?
1: I mean, I've had some, I've had some weird emails. I received one from a professor here, um, that I know, a person that I know, professor. Uh, yeah. and the, the subject was, oops, didn't mean to send, and the email was like half a sentence and it just said sorry sent from voice text well I also have emails but see the thing the thing it is I don't understand about the email is if you didn't mean to send it why did you that means he had to have typed out the subject line before he sent it so it was intentional to send that so why did he say oops didn't mean to send I've gotten emails with because you have to type it subject before you okay I'm yeah that's, that's my email that's one of the weirdest I received I've gotten, I mean,
2: so many emails with weird titles. Today is Funny Hat Day. That's it. Are you your own person? I mean. Yeah. It, th- th- this is a professor at a university. Who knows? The categories in list. Okay. Well, anyways, that means running out of time unfortunately unfortunately but you know what we'll be back next week and don't forget that okay. that's we are um doing a new form to the show so that could potentially be pre-recorded and so stay tuned on at kaden coleman official for your listener response question it can come any day so make sure you stay tuned and we're doing that so we get better interviews and better scheduling and better everything um we will go live some weeks but i just wanted to get y'all the advance notice done that we care about you um as well as that stay tuned onto to ours radio um accounts because i will post the details with the powwow in case you want to see both miss indian oklahoma and miss junior indian oklahoma at the powwow tomorrow other than that kelby we have everything else on tiktok both on tiktok we have a new tiktok and we have a new tiktok that came out today and buy our shirts and buy our shirts or donate They're not
1: not purchases, they're donations. Sorry.
2: It's all good. Anyways watch the TikTok, you understand. We'll see y'all next week on it's kinda late, seven PM, same place, same time. Shows and change when the format does. And Caleb, I appreciate you.
1: I just want everyone to have a fantastic weekend. I do too. Fantastic beginning of November. Let's get it off right. See you next week, guys. Bye-bye. That wraps up this episode of It's Kind of Late. You can listen to this episode as well as every other one made in a podcast form on your favorite platform or rsuradio.com slash podcast. See you next week, Friday at 7 p.m.